Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today we have a great story of revenge on a cheating ex by working out. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, leave your dog out in the cold? I leave your kid hanging in a tree. Starting off, my backyard neighbor has a chihuahua. We are Canadian. It's cold where I am still, and our winters are harsh. One very frigid, snowy day, I noticed a lot of tiny dog barking. I looked around my back window and saw their tiny chihuahua outside, begging at the door to go back inside. I figured they'd get to the door any minute, and I walked away. I continued to hear the barking for like 5-10 to minutes. I told my mom about the dog being outside and it wouldn't stop barking for a while. We knew how cold it was, so we waited another 5 minutes before we put on our boots and snow pants and tracked through the snow into their backyard to see if the dog had somewhere warm he was staying or if he was genuinely just left outside with no way to keep him warm. To our discomfort, there was nothing. We walked farther into their backyard and that's when the chihuahua turned around and saw us. He was petrified and his barks to get inside turned frantic and panicked, which makes sense as two random people appeared out of nowhere. We backed up a bit not wanting to freak him out anymore, and that's when the back door flew open and all heck broke loose. A middle-aged lady with a smoke in her hand and a towel on her head glared at us for a moment before she screamed, What the freak do you think you're doing to my dog? Get the freak off my property or I'm calling the cops. Extremely thrown off guard, my mom shouted back, Don't leave a four-pound dog outside in negative 20 degrees Celsius and we wouldn't have to be here right now. Side note, this is rental housing. They do not own the property. We could sit and have a picnic if we chose so. We turned heel and started walking back through to our house while she screamed obscenities at us and my mom just told her to freak off. The dog got inside though, so mission accomplished, I guess. Fast forward a few weeks, it's just finished snowing and it's the weekend. Her two boys are outside playing, screaming, and having fun. I look out my window and see them playing in a tree. It's not very big, they're jumping off of it into a pile of snow. Looks fun. Suddenly, one of the boy's snow pants buckle gets caught in between a branch that split off like a fork in the road. He's not being choked or harmed, but he's definitely not going anywhere until an adult helps him. At this point, I was invested, as mean as it sounds. The other boy was trying to figure out how to get him free while the boy tried moving to get out. They weren't panicking yet. Not five seconds later, the little boy starts screaming and crying his head off. He's realized he can't get out alone. I do feel bad and contemplate going out to help him before I get reminded of how she treated her dog. I wouldn't doubt she'd yell at me again if I helped her kid. So I stood there and watched him. If she really didn't come to help in maybe five minutes, I'd go grab him, of course. The other boy ran inside to get help and maybe a minute or two later, she's running outside to get him. He's obviously fine, only shaken up. I poked my head out the window and yelled, I would have helped him, but you'd said you'd call the cops on me if I went on the property, before shutting my window and walking away. That's my petty revenge. I mean, you're just trying to be a good neighbor, and not just a good neighbor, but empathetic to a poor four-pound chihuahua in a snowstorm. God forbid anything you do is perceived as hostile. Were they afraid you were going to go and scoop up their little dog and keep them forever? 
probably would be better for that dog long term anyways if OP did that. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, call the cops, he says. There's a small parking lot next to my wife's salon, only three spots at one end. These three spots are right up front and highly fought over because of the busy check cashing place next door. I pull into one of the three and get my kids and just as I'm putting my rig in reverse, a guy pulls in with his little pickup truck and double parks right behind me. I pop out and give him a, hey dude, what the freak? And he tells me to call the cops as he walks into the check cashing place. My rig has a pretty good turn radius, so I was able to back out after a couple tries. As I pull along next to his truck, I grab the bag of Doritos off the seat next to me and crunch it up real good and proceed to fling the tiny chips all over his truck, bed, cab, and hood. Tiny crumbs were everywhere. He chooses this moment to pop out of the check cashing place and yells, Hey, I saw that! I leaned back out the window as I drove off and told him, Call the cops! Just as the first of the seagulls descended onto his truck. Of course, this is a place where there would be like some kind of pigeons at least or seagulls that are going to swoop down. Now this jerk isn't the only thing that cares about where his truck is. Our next story is, Wasted a seller's time for wasting my time. I recently posted an ad up on a website for a used monitor that I was selling. I no longer needed it since I got a better one. I posted the ad up online for $250 and someone messages me a few days later asking if I was firm on the price. I replied with no, but I would like some of my money back since I paid more than $350 for it brand new. The buyer responded with, are you willing to do $200? Come on bro, it's all the birthday money I have saved up and this is for my dad. Since this was more than 50% what I paid for, I agreed and told him to come ASAP. Note, I was outside during this time so I had to rush home and get everything ready. He told me he wanted to see if the monitor worked. So I told him sure, come inside for a few minutes. I'll have the monitor set up in my living room so he can rest assured it works perfectly fine. He replied, sure, I'll be leaving shortly. 15 minutes go by and I asked him if he has an ETA since he lives in my neighborhood, same three digits of their postal code, so it shouldn't take more than a 10 minute drive. Nothing. 30 minutes go by, still nothing. An hour goes by and I text him, the deal is off, have a great day. Mind you, I have two accounts on the website with two completely different emails. I've had the other account for more than four years now, so when they check the profile, it will look really believable. I noticed the seller had a large Honda CRV engine up for sale. Bingo. I logged into my other account and messaged him and what do you know, he responds, jackpot. This engine weighs easily a few hundred pounds. Of course, I waited a few days before doing this or else it would seem suspicious. I peppered in some believable crap like, I gotta work, I gotta get my truck ready, a bunch of other hogwash I could think of. He was extremely intrigued. Cut to the next day, I scheduled a meet him the next day at 7.45am and the engine is covered with snow. I asked him if he can wake up early and brush the snow off so I can come by and load it up. I got the dude to wake up go outside in below freezing weather, clean the snow off of an old engine, all in the hopes of him making a few hundred bucks. Update, I messaged him at around 7am saying I'm on my way, he gave me a thumbs up. I told him I'm 5 minutes away and he told me everything is ready, which means he woke up extra early and got all the snow off the engine. My last response was, ah crap man, this a Honda engine? I need one for an Acura, I'll pass. Thanks though. So my question is, was this guy even interested in the first place or like why did they make this deal? 
and then just straight up do like a no show. They didn't even like seem to complain to OP and be like, no, 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 I'm still on the way. Like there was just nothing. He didn't fight for this monitor at all. Like was he just doing the same thing OP ultimately did to them, but not as well executed? Our next story is laundry revenge. I live in an apartment building with a common laundry room. There are four washers and four dryers. The laundry room opens at 9 a.m. One morning, I bring my laundry down right at 9 a.m. As I arrive, I realize I forgot my laundry card in my apartment. I leave my laundry in the basket and leave the basket on a machine. I retrieve my card and then return to the laundry room. In the five minutes I've been gone, one of my neighbors has loaded all four washing machines with their clothes and linens. I expressed my disapproval of her selfishness and pointed out that there was obviously another tenant who was looking to do laundry. She gave me a barely coherent excuse about just needing to get the laundry done. At this point, the machines are loaded and the cycle has begun. Ticked, I take my clothes back upstairs. At this point, I am fuming about how someone could be so inconsiderate. I know that the washing machine takes 30 minutes for a cycle. The dryer... Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Just take an hour for a cycle. So I waited about 28 minutes and then returned to the laundry room. I started a cycle on each of the dryers on the heat-free setting, forcing the rude neighbor to wait an hour to finish their laundry. Best eight bucks I ever spent? I don't know what it says about me, but considering the fact that I'd have to spend eight bucks to get this revenge, I think I would just daydream about doing that revenge. Either way, if I ever passed that neighbor again, it would just be pure cold shoulder. 
This next story is Revenge for Stealing My Blazing Rewards Never hack a BDE with too much time on their hands. Two nights ago, my Buffalo Wild Wings account was hacked. Someone had spent thousands of points on a late night feast. There's nothing more precious to me than my blazing rewards, so I took this personally. Because I got a series of emails saying my points were being redeemed, I was able to log in momentarily to catch their cell phone number on my profile page. I texted the number to provoke him a bit, telling him I knew the general area he's in and that he was sloppy for giving his number away so easily. In hindsight, this was a bad idea. He responded, yeah, come by and say hey, smiley face. He also taunted me further by ordering a few gross items and door dashing them to my house using my account. Apparently, he had that login as well. After fixing that mess and with some help, I was able to find out he probably used a burner phone, which meant he could be anywhere. My next idea was to contact Buffalo Wild Wings support to see if I can trace the order to the location. They told me there's no master database, but I can call an individual location to verify an order. So that's what I did, starting with Atlanta. I was prepared to call every single location, but after the third call, I was able to confirm a cancelled order with the info I gave him. I guess he was just too lazy to swap out the area code on the spoofed number? The manager told me they recently started requiring full identification for online orders before they pick up. Apparently he had given a first name but could not give any more info, so he was not allowed to pick it up and they cancelled the order. The good news? I had a unique name now. The bad news? He was in Atlanta. However, there were only three people with that name that would be in logical ordering distance to that specific Buffalo Wild Wings location. One was a doctor, one was a head of product development, and the other was an IT entrepreneur. I wonder who it could be. I texted the number back with his full name, telling him I reported him to the FBI, every spoof phone number company, and worse of all, every Buffalo Wild Wings in the Atlanta area. He gave a long explanation of how what he does doesn't actually hurt anyone because he just uses rewards points that can be refunded anyways and that this is how he feeds his family. I replied, get a job, smiley face. Normally these kinds of crimes get unpunished because nobody has the time to track these people down to do something about it. Well unfortunately for this guy, I am extremely petty and extremely unemployed. Honestly, is it bad that I'm just happy for OP that the order was cancelled? Because I imagine that would allow them to keep their blazing reward points or whatnot. You are a low, low person trying to steal somebody else's wings. Our next story is Petty Revenge on Driver Tailgating Me. I worked nights for over a year. The route home took me on a rural one-lane highway. No streetlights, lots of curves, lots of trees, lots of deer. The speed limit on this stretch is 55 miles per hour. Almost everyone goes 65, but I'd noticed cops cracking down on people speeding on that road, so I stopped pushing the speed limit so much. I was on my way home, tired after a 12-hour overnight shift. It was pitch black out, no stars or moon because of cloud cover. I mean, it was dark. But there was no one else on the roads at that time. Still, I didn't want to deal with deer or drive too fast on the winding roads while tired, so I kept my speed pretty close to the speed limit. A car pulls up behind me, rides my tail, flashing his lights, making like he wants to pass. Now, there's no shoulder, so I can't just pull over and let him go. Also, there's no one else out on the roads at this hour and hasn't been for the whole drive. He could easily pass me, so I slow down. He keeps on my tail despite being on a straightaway where he could easily pass me. I set my cruise control at exactly 55 miles per hour and decide to ignore him. 
because I'm petty like that. I was going 58, almost 60 on the straightaways, but not anymore. You gonna be a butt despite having ample opportunity to pass? That's on you, dog. As soon as we get to a no-passing zone, as you do, he apparently decides he's had enough and floors it, zipping around me. Finally, moments later, I see flashing lights in my rear view. A police car pulls around me and pulls over the impatient driver. Boy, am I glad I kept it at the speed limit. This is just a good teaching tool for anybody that hears the story to remember, if somebody is tailgating you, don't allow them to speed you up at all. I think there's a lot of people, even probably me in some situations, that if I'm getting tailgated like that, especially if somebody might be honking once or twice, I might get a lot of stress and pressure to be like, okay, I'll just, I'll speed up a little bit more. But then OP would have been busted here too. Our next story is, pick the wrong pair of underpants. This is my mom's story and it still makes us both laugh to this day. My stepfather was just a jerk and one day after 8 years of marriage he decides to cheat. He decides the woman's better in bed than my mother who had recently given birth to my baby sister. So my mom, being the amazing woman she was, got a plan for revenge. He was in the process of moving out but still lived with us for the time being. So while he was at work, my mom grabbed one pair of boxers and introduced them to Icy Hot. The next day, there is horrendous screaming from the bathroom. That idiot took the one contaminated pair, his Richard, meeting a ton of Icy Hot and Mom's fury. To this day, he still thinks she did something to his body wash. It's been five years and it's still an inside joke. Good times. This is why I refuse to prank her. I mean, it depends on the level of prank. I mean, how many people are going around pranking their mom anyways? Unless it's like, you know, the subtle things like popping out of the corner. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Just to give them a small spook or something. And honestly, to me, even that feels a bit far for your own mom. This next story is Petty Goodbye. Years ago, I rented a room in a house with three roommates, the house was in a great location, quiet street, near my work, fenced in yard, a nice pool. All three of my roommates were fine. We lived together for two years and then it was time to renew the lease. I wanted to stay in the house for another year but the three roommates weren't able to. Two of them were getting ready to find apartments with their boyfriends. One was taking a job in another state. The landlord said if I could find new roommates he would renew the lease. I would get to upgrade to the master bedroom which had a private bathroom and a walk-in closet. I was pretty excited about it. My friend and her co-worker were looking for a place, so I talked to them about it. I was exceedingly clear that I didn't want to live in a party house. We talked for a while about how I'd been through that in a previous living situation. They promised they weren't like that. We found a third roommate on Craigslist. It went downhill so fast. The Craigslist roomie was actually great. It was my friend and her friend who started throwing parties like 4-5 to five nights a week. I had to be up at 5am during the week for work. They'd bring groups of people home from the bar at like 2am, no regard for noise. Often strangers from the bar would block my car in. They'd eat my food, leave messes and garbage everywhere, stuff like that. I tried talking to them as respectfully as possible, and it never went well. The friend of friend ended up being very combative. 
She put a sign with the C word on my door. I don't even remember all the little slights, but she was on a mission to drive me out of the house. It all got to be too much, so I found a new place to live. Craigslist roomie decided that he wanted to move out as well. We told the remaining roommates. They said they had friends who would take the empty rooms. Anyway, the entire house was furnished by my previous roommates who had left it all to me. Nothing in the house belonged to the landlord. I sorted everything out with the landlord, had my name removed from the lease. I had the internet cable disconnected because it was in my name. Then I made a post on Facebook Marketplace. Fully furnished house. Everything must go free. My very first response was from a guy who said he had a big moving truck and could take everything. No idea why. I didn't ask. He came and emptied the house. All that was left was whatever belonged to the remaining roommates. The friend of friend roomie came home just as the man was pulling out of the driveway. She walked in, saw the empty house, looked at me and said, You're a freaking bench! Then stormed off to her room. I could hear her on the phone crying about what happened. She took everything. It was definitely my most petty moment, but I don't regret it at all. Hey, if you're not going to keep that furniture, you're definitely not going to let those people who totally ran you out of that place keep them. That's for darn sure. Our next story is a dirty kiss, a dirtier marriage. A few months ago, I went to a singles mixer in a bar. All was going well and I got chatting to a lovely lady who told me she was recently widowed to a man called Dennis. We hit it off and we separate from the event and I ordered us some food and drinks. She told me about how much of an amazing job her deceased ex had and that she had loads of money and didn't mind spending it and got a huge payout, but this was after I said I would cover it. Personally, as someone in a decent job, Meeting someone who's well off is just not essential for me. Fast forward to her telling me about the luxury cars and expensive holidays she had, when suddenly her phone rang, and she began to act a bit shady and tried turning her phone so I couldn't see. The night went on, and at one point we had a passionate kiss. Her mouth tasted like some sort of divine ashtray. Eventually she went to the bar to order drinks, she left her phone on the table, And lo and behold, Dennis is calling again, his name calling with a heart beside it too. I just watched it ring and then a message pops up saying, Baby, when are you back from Sarah's? I'm so H-word for you. That's when I knew she was just out cheating. She was clearly out for free food and drinks and was going to go back to him then. I questioned her on it and she immediately got defensive and started accusing me of looking through her phone, which I didn't at all, and that she felt nothing when we kissed and said I was crazy. This was clearly her excuse to leave now that she got some free stuff. Annoyed more by the fact that this poor guy didn't know she was cheating, later that night I found the guy Dennis on Facebook, and it turned out they were married. I messaged him to say that we'd been out and explain the entire situation to him. He didn't seem to believe me at first. But as I told him details of conversation, he realized he was being played by her and was letting her live rent-free with him. He thanked me and said he'd sort it out. Well, a few days ago, I see her on Facebook complaining about how men are all pigs and that she had to move back in with her mother because he had kicked her out and wanted a divorce. She also is unemployed now because the location in her parents was too far from her job. I'm so glad her phone was facing upright, and I saw those calls and messages, but so glad I called her out and managed to get her caught by telling her husband, don't waste my time and money again, or your ex-husband's. Well, I can only imagine how devastating that was for the husband to get that call, but also, I mean, good to know, right? Ultimately, Opie did this guy a service. Also, divine ashtray? 
This next story is 72 hours a week, fine. 84? Goodbye. Happened a few years ago when I, 25-year-old male, was a tugger operator. For those unfamiliar, it's like a 3-foot wide electric scooter that functions like a tugboat to pull the train of carts, and then the throttle is similar to a motorcycle. They are popular for transporting parts within large buildings and weigh a few thousand pounds. Not that it's particularly relevant anyway. What is relevant is that I'd put on the application that I would not work every single day of the week. Part of it comes from my religious upbringing and part of it was from wanting to have some form of a life outside of work. I made sure they knew and that I was adamant about it. I was fairly fresh out of high school, which for my locality meant time to work in a factory for 50 years. It was my first job as a tugger and I really enjoyed the aspect of driving around the building instead of being trapped in a tiny little area. I had minimal training, but the job seemed okay enough. My task was to keep my line, F line, stocked with parts. There were about six lines at the factory. The staff, long story short, the people you work with make or break your job. I worked second shift and my people that ran my line were usually abrasive on a good day, minus one guy I actually got along with. My supervisor, Veronica, was great. The third shift supervisor, however, was referred to as the dragon lady and always tried to bust our balls at shift change. My first shift counterpart, Herbert, was in his 50s and was on restriction so he couldn't work more than eight hours a day. That is, until he injured himself at work and had to take leave. That meant me and my third shift counterpart, Matt, had to work 12-hour shifts back-to-back. The setup started out working five days a week during the slow season. 60 hours a week is no problem. Dragon Lady busts my balls for being in the break room after shift, even though I'm off the clock and just need to sit a minute before I head out. After a few weeks, Veronica tells me the busy season is about to hit and we'll be going to six days a week. I tell her I don't like it, but I can work with it. I bear with all the bull I get from everyone, including one particular guy, shoving his radiator track into the back of my legs as I'm stocking his parts for him. I just keep working, clock in, clock out, get that paycheck. The kill, Veronica comes up to me and says that she knows I told her I wouldn't work seven days. But it's what the company is doing and it's starting next week on Memorial Day. I told her I couldn't and I'm sticking to it. I'm not working my life away. Veronica says she would really appreciate it if I could stay, and plus, she really needs me to work for Memorial Day holiday. I said, look, I'll work Memorial Day as a favor to you, but after that, I'm not coming back. I worked Memorial Day as promised and then started another factory job a few days later. The revenge? I didn't find this out for a few years until I ran into an old co-worker. He said, Yeah, man, between Herbert being injured and you leaving, they couldn't keep F-Line running for more than 12 hours, so they just shut that whole line down. The knowledge that my departure crashed the operations of the whole line brought a sinister sweetness to my face. Because freak those jerks and freak that dragon lady. The people that ran my line no longer had jobs. Didn't really affect dragon lady much, but freak her anyway. They really did need me more than I needed them, and I stuck it to them. I know some people in my life that are working jobs that are just taking up all of their days and it's even like a traveling job. So not only are they working for like multiple weeks on end back to back, but they're working away from home in a whole different state. It pays well, but like how much of that can you really take before it just gets to be too much? Our next story is my ex cheated on me, so I got revenge by working out. I, 15-year-old female, used to date a girl, Kendall, 15-year-old female, and looking back, she hated that I was happy. I used to do dance for five years, but she would make up random excuses to get me to go to her house and skip dance, causing me to be kicked off the team. 
Dance was my passion and my happiness and suddenly it was all gone. And Kendall wanted to spend less and less time with me until right before Halloween when my brother caught her making out with my best friend. I ended up leaving her a long message telling her I know and breaking up with her. Two months ago, I found out she left me because my ex, best friend, was skinnier. So out of spite, I started working out and within a month, I lost 4 kilograms. My stomach was flatter, I started getting stronger, and best of all, I was happier. Kendall and I are in the same classes, all of them, and she clearly noticed I was losing weight and I was happier than I was. I also noticed that she started fighting more and more with her girlfriend, and it didn't take long until they broke up. Might not have been an epic revenge, but it was satisfying to watch her get more mad that I was happier and to watch the jealousy in their relationship. And something to add is that the ex-best friend had started gaining weight because they would often go to McDonald's and the cinema three to four times every week, and she had stopped working out because she gave all her attention to Kendall. What a shallow person in general. But I will say I've heard from a lot of people that one of the best times to just turn around and get in the best shape of your life is immediately after a breakup. Honestly, I think a lot of times it can either go either way where you're just sinking further and further and wanting to eat tubs of ice cream or you have one of those breakups where you're like, forget it, I can be my own person. I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. Darn right, I'm going to climb Mount Everest. Our next story is, refuse to admit you made a mistake? That's fine, I'll take a 240 as my grade. Last semester in my geography class, we had a big test a few weeks before exams. The teacher of this class was new and notorious for being a bench with a god complex who can't admit when she's wrong. So I take this test and when I check my grade, it says 89 out of 37. I realize that she's made a mistake and I quickly email her with a screenshot of the grade to which she responds, I didn't make a mistake. If you're unhappy with your grade, then you should have studied more. Well, I just screenshot the email and laughed about it with my friends. Well, the end of the semester rolls around, and I end the semester with a 200 in her class because she was too benchy to admit she was wrong. Okay, so be honest, if you're in high school or even like a college thing and you check whatever grades or whatever and it says 89 out of 37, how many of you are actually going to reach out to the teacher and say, hey, I think something's wrong here versus praying that it just stays there endlessly? Because Lord knows, I would not be saying a peep. Our next story is... I must confess, I am so forgetful. And yep, it's petty. Like every family, we have a few people with questionable character. One of ours is a niece who's a recovering heroin addict. I used to think of us as close, but in hindsight, I was a wallet. My heart was broken when she became an addict, and for safety reasons, we had to cut her out of our lives until she could get clean. Unfortunately, that took several years, lots of theft from other family members, and all of the normal stuff that goes on with an addict. Now that she's clean, while she can be pleasant to our faces, I'm told she's understandably bitter that we cut her off during that time. With that being said, two things made me stop trying with her. The first being her ignoring gift-giving times for my children while gleefully taking their good toys for her child. Only a few years younger, as mine aged out of them. I have twins and she was getting unopened, high-quality educational toys because grandparents were duplicating things and second being forgetting to invite us to her college graduation party held three miles down the street despite having received a thousand dollar early grad gift so she could pay for her last semester. I threw up my hands at that point and just let it go. I still don't know which irked me more. Now for my petty revenge, 
We did Christmas with the extended family and, per the rules, made sure we brought gifts for every child in attendance under 18, as well as a $25 gift for the draw name for the adults. Niece was happy with the gifts her child got, but forgot to buy for my kids. Totally coincidentally, my husband accidentally received a $25 gift card that was supposed to go to her partner, but was mistakenly addressed to my husband by a confused older relative. It's the end of March, and I keep forgetting to drop that gift card in the mail. She has sent more texts about it in the last three months than I've received in the last ten years. Never mentions any Christmas gifts for my kids, though. Huh, I really do need to get that gift card in the mail soon. I'm sure I'll get right on it. Maybe even by next Christmas. Most of these gift card type things have some kind of expiration or like after enough time goes by they start siphoning the funds from them if it's like a visa type thing. It would be hilarious if OP waited until like the last two weeks you could even use the thing and then finally get it to them. Enjoy your $25 gift card we've been holding on to. Due to inflation it actually got less valuable over time. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.